0: Alrighty, righty, welcome to the first episode of the Albertson Rap podcast. Uh, we're going to be talking a bit about some of the re-signings we've got going on here at Port Adelaide. It's a wonderful time to be a Port Adelaide fan. We've got players just signing on, willing to commit their lives for our club, for our team, for our city. The Port Adelaide Football Club is the place to be. And we've got players signing on to be a part of it for the future. And it's wonderful. Um, so we're going to do a, like, just a little bit quick discussion about that. But first, obviously, this is the first episode on this feed. This is the first episode of the Albertson Rap Podcast, which is a part of the Creed 1870.com, the Creed on Twitter, the Creed on Instagram, and the Creed on Facebook, and the Creed on the internet. The Creed. The Creed of the Port Adelaide Football Club. Um, our little little corner of the internet is called the Creed because we just believe so wholeheartedly in the Creed and everything um, and the, and just what it means to Port Adelaide. The Creed, uh, you know, Port Adelaide Football Club has been around for a long time before the Creed existed and, um, and is going to be around for a long time, forever after um, the Creed was written. But um, it, we just feel like it encapsulates so much of it. So that's why our little corner of the internet is um, very much inspired by the Creed. And our website is the Creed 1870, the Creed 1870.com and you'll find our podcasts, our merch our everything at that website. And you can look us up on the Creed on Instagram, on Twitter, on Facebook, and find us there. We love it. We love the Creed. We love what Adelaide Football Club. And we love that so many players are buying into it. We love it. We fucking love it. And we love it um, last week. Uh, we, so we've had a, we've had a few signings. Um, so this episode, this little, this little, little mini episode to start off this feed. We're talking about these player signings that have come, that have come very, very recently. And last week, uh, we had, um, so I'm talking 10 days ago from now, I'm recording this on the 8th of September of the year of our Lord, the year of our Lord, Russell Lee, uh, the year of our Lord, uh, 2020, um, I'm just recording this when they get So we're talking about uh, 10 days ago, a couple of weeks ago, that Charlie Dixon and Sam Palpeba, the Rigs signed on for a couple of years uh, after this year. Uh, they've signed on for actually three-year extensions. Look, I'm having beers. This is what it is. Welcome to the Alberton Wrap. Um, so they've signed on for the three-year extensions onto their contract. So they're going to be here at Alberton until... For another few, oh my god, it is so wonderful! Like this is the big. Well, let let's start with let's let's get right into it with the big controversy that was, and we'll get the Sam Powell pepper because that's that is one of the key signings for me. But the big one that was in the news of this wonderful state of South Australia that hates pot of so much. That's why we are the People's Republic of Port Adelaide, and fuck the rest of this state because we are the elites of this state. But the one, the big news coming into the week before, prior to Charlie Dixon signing, was some big bald motherfucker in the news in the media of our wonderful, wonderful, will not so wonderful state that um, surrounds the People's Republic of Port Adelaide. This city that uh, seems to want to put some wonderful people like Mark Trudeau and otherwise onto the news, and I mean wonderful in the most sarcastic usage I could. They like to put guys like this on the media, and they like to let guys like this also be media members and be board members at the Customers Club of the state, and... This guy decided to get on the get on the radio and make some, just stir up some shit about our our great Ford, our great Messiah, our great Charlie Dixon. They wanted to put some news out there that Charlie Dixon was thinking about going and getting a tan. Which, you know, just 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 journalism at its finest, isn't it? Isn't it, isn't it? Like just oh, oh I I I don't I, he he's gonna go he's I'm not saying he's going to the Gold Coast, but he's going somewhere, he's gonna get the chance. I'm like, fuck off shooter. fuck off. So like as myself as a fan, look I'm a I'm s I'm a cynic of a fan. Sometimes as soon as I hear even the touch of a rumour, I start shitting myself. But this one this one even seemed to just hit out of left field for me because Charlie Dixon, um Charlie Dixon has embraced the Port Adelaide lifestyle. So much harder than I ever thought he would. And this is like such a testament to Charlie Dixon as a man, as a person and and to his growth as he's been down here at Port Adelaide. And I, I feel like a testament to the kind of man Port Adelaide has helped him become, but also the man that he was always destined to be. But it's just one of those things in life where you find the right situation for yourself. You know, you've got it within yourself to be that person and then you find yourself in the situation that it helps encapsulate the kind of person you can be and it's just it's just one of those symbiotic relationships that you get into you know like life life is just a weird thing you know you never everyone talks about destiny and yada 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 i don't you know i don't believe so much in those things i just believe i believe there are many different tracks a person can take and there are many different tracks you could take that would end up totally fine for yourself as a person um you know charlie dixon could 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 have gone down many different tracks in life and ended up just fine as a person. You know, I'm not trying to sit there and say that, you know, his journey to be a Port Adelaide player has made him, is the only reason that he is the man he is today. Because that would be denying the man he is and making him just a footballer, which, you know, people are not just defined by who they are, but... The journey he has been on to come down to Port Adelaide um, from his journey at, at the Gold Coast, and you know, being the first ever goal, goal scorer for this club, the Gold Coast, you know, you, you know, he's got a he's got a distinct part of the Gold Coast history as well, even though it's not nearly as good as his part in Port Adelaide history. That it's about to be, but um, you know, you're not defined purely by your vocation. But I feel that Charlie Dixon. And Port Adelaide have come together at a perfect time in a perfect place. And you know, it's not like the Port Adelaide journey's been easy. Um, both on the Port Adelaide side, there's been, you know, of we, we all we don't need to be reminded of all the controversy about Ken Hinckley and is he the right man? Is he why, will he not be? Is he gonna trigger the clause in his contract that's gonna even the year of finals? We're not going to get into the, any of that right now. I'm just saying it's just like the Port Adelaide side of the journey hasn't been easy. There's been a lot of – it's a high-pressure situation and a lot of things going on there. You know, you got David Kosh talking in the media after finals that we've lost and that kind of stuff. And it's not e- it's not easy being a Port Adelaide footballer. And it's not like it's been easy on Charlie Dixon's side of the ball either. You know, just personally on his journey, you know, his injuries and, and private – you know, it's just – it's not easy yet. Somehow these two sides of the coin, through all of this, have come together and, and made it work. And and Charlie Dixon, he was from Queensland and, you know, he said in his press conference this week that, uh you know, he thought that first winter he was down here in Adelaide. And <laughs> I don't fucking blame him. Adelaide winters. You know, my, my wife's from overseas and, you know, fucking Adelaide is... You know, and she and she's the other half of the creed, by the way. She's, a, she's embraced his lifestyle as well. But, you know, everyone thinks of Australia as this hot place and, you know, it's not because fucking Adelaide's cold. Mm. The winters in Adelaide are cold. They're tough. And Charlie Dixon came down here and he said in his press conference the other day that he thought after that first winter here, he's going to do his five years and he's going to be gone. And that's such a testament to both. Charlie Dixon's growth as a man... And what adelaide's effect and the culture of this club on him that he is now re-upped again for another three years after doing his five years because I can Im- look I'm from Adelaide and I'm not a big warm weather person basically because of the color of my skin because i am i'm very <laughs> I'm so pasty white that just sun just doesn't just doesn't go well with me so I can't imagine what the pull of Queensland is like in that sense because I just like to wrap myself up inside and never see the sun in the light of day when it comes to summer but I can imagine a bloke like Charlie Dixon who's grown up in Queensland you just want to go back to that wouldn't you after when you spend a winter down in Adelaide and and you know me and my family used to take family trips to Queensland um, in the winters and it was quite nice when you'd leave Adelaide and it was fucking bucketing down with rain as you fucking crawling into Adelaide Airport at 6 a.m. in the morning. It's fucking blistering wind and rain. It's fucking horrible. And then you jump on that plane, you fly three hours, and you get off, you get out of the plane at Brisbane and get a bus up to the Sunshine Coast, and it's fucking like a balmy 21 degrees, and it's July. The sun's out. You can throw your shorts on, t t-shirt, go down to the beach, have a swim. It's like, this is fucking July. So I can imagine someone who grew up with that. Grew up with that Queensland life. You're used to it. Your body's used to it. You're used to it. Wanting to, you know, you can, you can fucking, and then you study your football career. Was at the Gold Coast, and then you you get traded to Port Adelaide because you know, because the Gold Coast is shit show, and you want to go to Port Adelaide, a club with history, and it's yada yada yada. But then you get down there in that first year, he he admits it. He says, oh, "I thought I'd do my five years and I'd go back to, go back to Queensland." But then he did his five years here, and he 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 fell in love with this club and he embraced this club and and this club embraced him it's been such a wonderful relationship so far with charlie dixon that's what that's what i'm this long-winded thing is getting to is all these things all these things uh with charlie dixon it's just been it hasn't been perfect you know we've he's had his injuries we've had our issues you know but it's come together it's just like we're working through it together it's like a it's like a you know it's it's a real relationship it's like nothing's perfect about it but you're working because it's right and and Charlie Dixon is such a Port Adelaide footballer and I'm so 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 happy he's he signed on with us um for another three years because um you know I'm a Port Adelaide fan but I'm proud of where our club's at despite all the outside stuff you know I'm sure plenty of fans of other clubs think we're a joke, but I'm so proud of where we are right now. You know, we're, we're obviously top of the ladder right now. So this season's going well. It's going well. We're good. Um, but culturally, we've made a place that, you know, and Charlie Dixon, besides that, like, uh, I mean, I don't know how many people follow his outside vocations, but um, I'm really, I, I'm, a, I'm a car, not a massive car guy. Like, I don't rebuild cars. I'm not very mechanically minded, but I love cars. And I love racing and I love those things. And I love Charlie Dixon's, um, you know he has life outside of footy as well. Like I love, I love a bloke in footy that is as, is switched on on the field as Charlie Dixon is, but then has the interest he has off the field. Like you look at his YouTube and his Instagram, and he's, he's rebuilding, rebuilding Minaris in a fucking street racing machines and just these racing machines and just like. When a guy's is switched on as that and has this life outside of it, and he's you know he's going out to the bend for track days and doing that kind of thing, and it's just it's really refreshing to see. Oh, and and that makes me actually more hopeful for his future as an AFL footballer because he can compartmentalize these things. And um, it's not like you know if he was all football, all football, and like you know on his days off he was like going out kicking the footy, that'd be fine too. But it's just like the fact that he, any person that's in this life, I think, needs to have compartmentalization. You know, even if even if your thing is to go kick the footy, at least you, you compartmentalise that it's a fun time and then your your time of the field is, is is the work time. But you know, it's just all of this stuff with Charlie Dixon in South Australia with the you know, with his with his car stuff that he's really enjoying and going into the band and you know he's, he's there's been some videos from Port Adelaide where he's taken out I think he's taken out Clure and and, and, and and Wally and, and wines and just having some fun and there's some, just some good team chemistry and camaraderie going on. And it's just like Charlie Dixon and Port Adelaide seem just like such a perfect fit. And that signing for another three years when he is finally in the prime of, prime of his career, like, you know, who knows when the next injury is going to come. You know, I'm knocking on that wood, but, you know, it's, you do just, and <laughs> I don't believe superstition with injuries. It's just what it is with sports. Um, but I think Charlie Dixon is preparing himself for this next stage of his career as best as he could. Um, particularly with his um, great friendship with Chad Corns, who has a rig that looks like he could just probably destroy most of the current AFL in a fitness competition. And this is a guy that was playing (laughs) at the peak of his powers when he was winning Port Adelaide's Premiership in 2004. Um, But this is the kind of guy that um, Charlie Dixon has... Uh, befriended and uh, and and taken on a fitness regime with, and it has perfect Port. And that's another thing to the culture that we're talking about because you've got a guy that won a premiership with Port in 2004, and um, the Corns family, ironically, is uh, forever linked with Port Adelaide with um, you know, Kane and Chad's contributions, and um, <laughs> much to the chagrin of Graham Corns. And it's a kind of shard and fraud I will forgive forever enjoy, uh, but you know, you've got um, you know, Chad. And it's just another. It's just like I've been talking for the last last ten, fifteen minutes about um, Charlie Dixon's. Just all the the symbiotic relationship things that just come together. It's not like nothing's perfect, but it's just all this shit that comes together to make it work. And we have, uh, and that's just another wrinkle in that is that Chad Corns is just I come across at this time, and um, and him and uh, Charlie have got this this relationship and friendship that works. Uh, with getting fit, you know, I, I'm never going to understand the lifestyle because I enjoy beer and, and just sitting on my ass too much. But, um, you know, the, these guys are coming together. It's just like it's all these things that come together to make this Charlie Dixon time at Port Adelaide just right. And um, and it's so much uh, so much uh, a part of Charlie too because Charlie's a, you know, obviously I don't know him personally. Um, I'd love to have a beer with a guy and have a chat and maybe one day. But um, this has got bloke that just seems so um, intrinsically linked with the Port Adelaide ethos that we have right now. Um, you know, it's accepting, and it's, it's so much a part of the creed is um, accepting the things that we cannot change, and and accepting, uh, accepting. You know, if we put all our all into it, and uh, and we still come up short. As long as we put our all into it, you know, it's that ethos, and I think Charlie Dixon's really epitomising that right now because. You know, this is a bloke that's um, just destroying the AFL and, you know contested marks and a lot of statistical categories, and he's being dominated. You know, he's been attempted to be dominated by opposition to put defenders more than any other forward in the competition, um, and it's a bloke that's still um, you know performing at an incredibly high level. and, you know, I can't say I can't say enough about the bloke. He's just having such a great season and um, you know, uh and you can and you can see it. There's like um just in the opposition respect for him and how they're manning up on him and and it's a thing that, um I'm not gonna get into it too much right now as far as, you know, our plans go going forward as an overall team, but you know, something that Port Adelaide's gonna have to try and exploit is the fact that teams are trying to pay so much attention to him so let's try and take some of that away from him and um, see if we can open up the field open up that forward line for Charlie a little bit more to exploit that because you know it's a bloke that when you look at that mark he took against the Western Bulldogs with one hand you know they're trying to rip his arms off of him and he's just still reached up with one hand the hand of fucking God and just ripped that ball out of the air and um, just a bloke that's um, at the top of his game right now and he really needs to Really need to exploit that as a team, but um as, as far as Charlie personally goes, it's a extension well deserved. Uh really happy to have him on board for another three years and um long long may the Charlie Dixon reign over the Port Adelaide forward line continue. Um, because he is an exceptional, exceptional player and um we are very lucky to have him. And uh, you know, I think Charlie Dixon's very highly lucky to have Port Adelaide. It's just such a great relationship and uh, yeah, very excited for the next three years. Now they're going to sign them on. And, you know, it's really important to get that done leading into the finals too because none of that shit's hanging over our heads. So, yeah, really happy to have Charlie. Charlie on board. All righty, the next one to sign on, and it actually happened, uh, was the first news of last week to sign on um, before we got the Charlie official news. The the, the article broke. Um, I think I can't remember if it was Sam McClure or Sam Edwards. went. One of the, you know, one of the journalist blokes, um, you know, you'll know who you are if you hear it. But, uh, you know, there was an article that, uh, that leaked that, this, that these two guys had signed at the same time. So it was very much a linked one. But the official announcement from Port Adelaide, actually, about Sam Pepper signing on happened two days before Charlie Dixon's signing on. And uh, and this was an incredibly welcome one to us Port Adelaide fans as well, because Sam Palpeper, um just one of the most unique... Uh, one of the great unique players I've seen play for this club. Um, this is a bloke that, like, when he broke into the scene in 2017, you know, he was drafted in 2016. We we, we saw him break into the scene in 2017. He had a great game against Sydney. I remember Uh, yeah, and this was against the Sydney team. You know, Port Adelaide. We'd had a couple of years where we'd been out of the finals, and 2017 was a season that we uh. We got back into the finals, didn't end great. We're not going to talk about that right now. But uh, we, um, you know, that round one game against Sydney um, up at the SCG, uh, we are we playing a team that had just played in the grand final. You know, they'd been upset uh, by the doggies, obviously, in that great, uh, crazy 2016 grand final. Uh, but this was a team that was one of the top two teams in the competition the year before, based on their finishing record. And uh, we were a team that hadn't even played finals the year before, so playing them up at the SCG, in Sydney historically, even when they weren't great, as long as they weren't garbage, playing them at the SCG was always just a test, and um, we went up there, played them, and um, Sam Powell pepper in his first game of AFL uh, really, really hit his own, you know, he kicked a massive, goal. I remember kicking him one from the from the 50 on the boundary, like just, just a massive kick, and at a time in the game where we were kind of just looking to stretch our lead and it was just like, man, this kid's got something. he's just got some fire in him and and he's got some power in those legs and he's, and he's just, his body as a football player. He's just, he's just got that, you know, he's just got that, he's just got the look. It's just that X-Factor thing you look for in a footy player. It's just like, you're not exactly sure what's hitting you when you're watching him at that moment because you're like, I'm not exactly sure if this is the kid that we're really like, you know, because you see a lot of guys coming, but in that game you could see this was more of just more than just a flash in the pan. This was a kid that had something. Um I think that season, uh, me and my wife went to the next game and I think we played free hour or something like that. And um he he just really he lit I remember I just remember just that that year just being like, Fuck me, this kid has absolutely got something. I remember we were down, a, it was um a Sunday afternoon game against, yeah, it was against Frio. Yeah. We kicked their ass by, it was, a, it was like a 14 goal win, kind of something like that. Like we won by 80, 90 points. Um, and really, and really, really just embarrassed Fremantle at Adelaide Oval in our first home game of the year. In the, you know, and this is a week after that we've, a uh, week after, um, Beating Sydney up at the up at the SCG, and it's just like one of those games where you've just you've just really. And here's the thing about beating a team by fourteen, fifteen goals. It doesn't mean like when you beat a team by that much. Look, it means that the other team's probably maybe not that good. But but it also means like when you beat a team like that by that much, you're also a pretty good footy because you've got to be a good footy team. To make yourself look that good against a shit footy team. And uh and and again, Sam Pepper, I remember watching the game just being like, gotta buy a stock in this kid. He's good. He was only his second game of AFL and he he was he was fucking good. And uh probably Gary had a good day that day, by the way. Fucking hell. Um still going good. But you know, um, but then uh, that, that year, we were all looking at like maybe a rising star. Who knows? What are we talking about here? We're not sure, like, we're sure what kind of kid we got. But he had a good year and he got some rising star votes. And um, we went, you yeah. know, again, it hasn't gone all smoothly for Sam Palpepa. But I think that's because of the, exp- like we, we saw such a bright player in those first few weeks. And that first season as a whole, I remember, I remember he got like later in the year he got dropped back for a couple of weeks, it just you know, just a little bit of rest here and there because you could see the gas was coming out of the tank. And um, again, it's young kid, it's young kid playing footy, like that's um, to be expected. Um, but you know, we we saw the signs of what this kid could be, and uh, and what's that? Who Sam Papapa could be as an AFL football player, and. Uh, but it hasn't all gone. It hasn't all gone great for him because we we got through that year, and then the next year, it's just like I f- feel like the pressure of how good he started, and then you know who we maybe put too much expectation on him to be from an early age. Maybe got. And I'm not saying got to him, but I think it got to our expectations of him, and maybe to how like I I have to put an incredible amount of uh, thankfulness on list management and all that stuff that they didn't. Because there was a lot of talk that um, last season that he could be traded, and uh, I wasn't. I can't, I can't. I can't sit there and say as a fan that I wasn't like sitting there thinking, "Well," and this is like as fans, and I admit that I am just a fan, and we do not. We're not privy to all information, and that we uh, we are able to be, you know, influenced by it. you just hear what you hear. I just didn't know what to think of trade rumors because I was like, "Do I? If the Porto later have to trade him, then maybe, maybe I am over over enthusiastic about who he is as a football player." But man, we are reaping the benefits of uh, of being patient. Um, and this is who we have to be as uh, like, because we we don't. We're, you know, and I'm not going to talk about Carl Amon too much in this podcast because obviously we're talking about the resignings, but. Carl Amon is another example of patience, and Sam pepper this year is proving so much about why we should be patient as football fans, because this is a guy that's only you know, he's only twenty two years old, and he's having his uh, just another breakout year. Because you, you look at twenty seventeen and say so that's a that is also a breakout year, uh, but again, he's having a breakout year this year, and he's still only twenty two. So who's this kid? Guy, I, I say kid, but he this is a young man now. And when you watch him play footy, he's playing man's football. Who's this young man going to be when he's like 25, 26? You know, we look at players like Patrick Dangerfield and Joel Selwood and those blokes. Travis Boak at 32 is playing the best footy he's ever played. And we're looking at a bloke at 22 playing the footy he's gone. And 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 we we're thinking about trading him last year because because. Because of the pressure the media puts on and 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 and, and clubs sometimes put on the AFL, just the AFL system the way it is, the way they put pressure on list management to, to make decisions about young players like this that really just need growth, just need time to grow. These young flowers of players just need time to grow. Sam Palpeva has taken another, just opened up some leaves this year. And... And you know I'm, I'm, you know I'm really positive about the fact that this isn't even the player. He's f- he he's still not fully developed. This that's what's amazing about the player, the Sam Papalu is right now. And it's not, I'm not saying his game's perfect right now. You know we, you know Port Adelaide as a team isn't perfect right now. There are decision making things and things going on, but you can see, just see so much of what he's doing right now is just so he's so well advanced of what who he was a couple of years ago. And then you then think about the fact that he's only 22, and you think about man how could, how could good could this guy be when he's fully grown into his body and and fully understanding his body and also has a maturity um that just comes with being a grown like growing as a man um not to say he's not like a well well matured young man right now but it's just like years of experience as a human do help your decision making better and and just you you your brain you just grow as a man as a person it's just part of being a human um so who he could be as a mid twenties footy player is um if he keeps up this you know and he's he's got such a great mentor in Travis Boak. Um, the fact that he lives with Boki um, you know and I'm not going to get into it I remember Pepper had a, a publicised um, incident in the Adelaide nightlife a couple of years ago and um and you know it was nothing nothing sadistic about it or anything like that it was just one of those you know young men going out and um getting caught up and you know not, not, there's nothing wrong about it just just being a just being drunk out in public and you know, <laughs> many young men have been drunk in the same situation and and uh you know just you know talking to a lady and but because he was a he was a, a public profile figure and he got you know it didn't it didn't look good for him but um he he learned from that and he and he's gone forward in his career and, and having a having a a mentor like Bokey, Travis Boke, who um, himself is having a year that could end up with him with the Brownlow Medal, and if he doesn't, we riot. We riot. The creed. The creed. We all. The creed. People. The creed. The Port Adelaide people. We riot if Travis Boke doesn't win the Brownlow Medal because, you know, fuck Lockie Neil's season. Like Travis Boke is having the best year of any football player on the planet, on the history, on the universe of football. Travis Boke, right this year, this right now, is the best football season. So, um just wanted to make that clear for everyone. But um this is the, the you know and that's the bloke that's mentoring this young Sam Pe- Sam Palpeper, who's a who's a uh, you know he's just proving himself to be uh, like a great young man, a great young man for Port Adelaide Football Club and um just a, a great man for for this team to uh to look at and and for the young youngsters. You know, we've got a couple of you know a little draft glass that's coming through that's a you know a year or two younger than Sam Pe- pepper and they can you know, we've got this. You just got these steps of um, talent coming through, and it's just really great to see um, just these people coming through, and guys like Sam Papaver. And um, you know, it's just it's just wonderful as a Port Adelaide fan to see these generations. You, know, you, you know, you got Charlie Dixon signing on another contract after he's just gone through a five year contract after his rookie deal, and you know he's at the thirty year old age, and you know he's looking he's signing his last big contract where you got Sam Papaver signing on as, at the age of twenty two. Um so you got these there's opposite ends of the spectrum in the same week which speak to the culture of the club, which is wonderful. And then um on this the day of recording we just saw that um Jake Pisini, uh William Drew and uh Trent McKenzie, who's been a massive part of our side this year. Um, you know, after his he, he's been in a footy for a couple of years, you know, he came down to us and but yeah, it is it's just we had three another three uh, sign on this year and um you know we uh it's just been one of those years where we're where we're ex- we're realizing the uh strength of our culture at a as a footy club, you know? And it's it's really heartwarming to me. Um you anyway, know, Trent McKenzie is uh, you know, Willem Drew's been around in the system for a couple of years, but he's a young player and Jake Sini obviously a young player as well, and we're really, really happy to have those guys on board. Um, you know, William Drew came in. You know, he played a couple of games last year, and he's had his injury troubles and unfortunately this COVID weird year, he's really not had a chance to push for his place because there's obviously been the lack of SNFL football in the local league here. And um, you know, when he got, he's obviously injured as well, but uh, he just hasn't had the chance to break into the side because there hasn't been enough football for him to allow to get fit and match fitness. But you know, he's he's going to be he's going to get he's late in the year this year. He's getting his chances being, but. Um, it's great for Port Adelaide to show that strength in him to uh to sign on and because um, he's obviously got some skill. I'm really excited to see what Drew can do and Piscini as well. But you know, McKenzie's Mackenzie's no no young buck in the AFL AFL realm. Uh he's been around you know, he played you know, played a hundred odd games for the Gold Coast and um you know, with Charlie as well. Uh so you know, he's been to the Gold Coast and since they're uh, you know, uh he was part of the <laughs> again, this weird Weird world we live in. um, Part of the Gold Coast Suns' uh, first victory over Port Adelaide, Uh, but um, you know, rising star nominee, all that stuff. But he's a guy that was delisted by the Gold Coast um, after you know a hundred games, and Port Adelaide picked him up as a, you know, and he's he's been able to break into a side, and it's just like it's so wonderful to see a guy like Trent McKenzie because, and look, I'm not again, I'm not going to get into you know. for game details right now but you know he's a guy that, you know he's certainly there's been games this year that he's been found out a little bit in the one-on-one situation and stuff but our, our defense doesn't play you know he is just such a perfect player to have on our defensive side of the field because you know the way way we, we're playing football this year is um you know uh rewards brave football players and Trent McKenzie is a he's a, he's a really brave brave footy player uh, you know he plays a you know it's just the way we play footy this year is um who uses uses his speed as a player and he, and his body and and as well as his kick and it's just like these are, these are the kind of guys and he, and again this is a guy that was delisted by the Gold Coast and um and he's come on to Port Adelaide and he's he's been rewarded by you know he, he was you know, he's he, he was year to year for a couple of years and he's been rewarded with a couple of year deal because of his his form this year and again that's a culture thing of Port Adelaide Footy Club that's culture you know. You know, Charlie's talked about it, you know. Port Adelaide had their faith in me, so I'm having their faith, my faith in Port Adelaide. And Trent McKenzie, Port Adelaide had faith in him, and, and now he's having faith in Port Adelaide. And it's just, it's really, it's really great to see. As a Port Adelaide fan, all these guys are signing on. They're happy to sign on. You know, we're not having to go through this, you know, this shit that we're seeing over at Westlakes. Those fucking cunts. You know, you got fucking Brad crash. you know, again, like two years in a row, it's just like, oh, he's... Who can give me the most money? You know, and I'm not being all high and mighty here. You know, it's not like this couldn't happen to us in the future. But it's just it's a sign to who we are as a club right now, and 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 Port Adelaide's club through history has been a club that's just it's just there's a little bit more mystique and and something drawing players to this club, and and a, and a family atmosphere, and an atmosphere of being taken care of. And this is what's great to see about all these guys signing on. And, uh, you know, I've got all this core of this team are signed on for the next couple of years now. You know, Robbie's around for another year and all these blokes, you know. We're going to be go- – we are we're, we're well set up now for the, for the rest of this season. You know, you got the season. You know, the young blokes obviously don't need to be spoken about. But, you know, and now that we've got these – I can't even imagine what it would have been like going into the finals as we're – we guarantee finals. We we're, would we're, 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 know, take some, some fucking quantum physics mathematical equations, um, to to work out how we could miss out on a, uh, on the double chance. Now I think West Coast, if you know if things, hard. We're pretty much guaranteed the double chance now. Um, it's in our hands anyway. We, we even win one of our last two, we're, we're we're on double chance. So we're gonna finish top four for the first time in since two thousand seven, and. And you know we're there, we're we're at a, and our best position to challenge for a grand final um, in a well over a decade. Uh, so, and my point being to get to this was I can't imagine going into that with like you know is Charlie going to sign? Is he not going to sign over our heads? But that's all we knocked on. That's all we knocked on the head well before finals, and that's like that's a. From a list management and a and a club management position um, for Port Adelaide as well. It's like, it's, it's it's smart. Get that shit out of the way well before finals. Don't even have it, because as soon as, the closer it gets to finals, the harder it is to fucking sort out because, well, because if the players aren't sure and, but you get that shit just knocked on the head. It's just knocked on the head. We don't have to worry about it. You know, those big contract things. Charlie Dixon was the big contract question. It's done. It's done. So we we're, we're going into the finals with all that stuff off our heads. And it's just it's smart management from the top. And, you know, it's just it's great to see. It's great to see as a port fan. I'm really happy to see it. Uh, you know, really happy to see guys like Charlie signing on. You know, especially as I talked about, you know, a lot of culture things and all the things about what he's what he said himself about what he thought he would be doing after five years at Port Adelaide too, compared to where he is now, mm. is a, a great testament to our club. So really happy with that. Um, gonna have a sip of my beer and just cheers to all the creed faithful and all the Port Adelaide people out there. And um, you know, we're we're looking at a really really possibly happy run in the next few weeks. But let's just be happy with the culture we're building at Port Adelaide right now as well. The not even building the culture we have, you know, be happy with that. You know, we can be very hopeful of a. A glorious future in the next few weeks and months as we as we hopefully push towards a premiership. But um, whatever may come on that front, be rest assured that we are um, in great position for the next couple of years. To if it's not going to happen this year, it will. Like, let's be real, it will. But uh, we're on we're on course for a great next few years with this core signing on and um, this great culture that we've got at Port Adelaide. So, cheers. We'll see you next time. Cat, dog.